Hello. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Wise Content Creates Wealth. You've heard that content is king, but wise content rules the world. This podcast is about understanding how you can make and utilize wise content to improve your financial success and your company's bottom line. I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, and I am a marketing technology expert who has built a multi-million dollar company. I am also an award-winning content producer. My company is Galileo Tech Media, a leader in providing wise content, which is content that incorporates search science, behavioral science, AI, data, and process to make content that converts better and gets better search engine rankings. Since 2014, we have provided a suite of global clients, wise content services, smart SEO, and help them get maximum visibility in organic search, social media presence, and effectiveness in their marketing conversions. Besides this podcast, we run a monthly webinars, and we ask where we ask leaders, scientists, psychologists, and others to expound in depth about subjects related to wise content. Read more about us at galileotechmedia.com and sign up for our informative newsletter. Well, that will let you know about upcoming episodes and webinars. Our agenda today on this podcast is using SEM Rush, uh, a well-known SEO tool, to actually create better content, create wise content. But first, let me give you a little bit of news. So I don't know if you've heard about Google's Web Stories. It's a web-based version of the popular stories format that blend video, audio, images, and animations to text to create you know, a dynamic consumption experience. It's, it's often used on you know, what you see in Facebook and Instagram, the sort of stories format. And this, um, this visual format lets you explore content uh, at your own pace by, uh, and by tapping through it, swiping from one piece of content to the next, And when it's over, there's a really nice call to action that can encourage audiences to visit a site. Uh, And web stories can can, uh, appear on Google search, as well as Google discovery and in Google images. And they also can get a dedicated carousel in Google discover, which means it's a whole new opportunity for publishers to position their content for coveted organic search traffic. Now, what the news is, is that embedding website, web stories on your web pages uh, is now much easier because Google has released a plugin for WordPress that allows you to embed your web stories right into the WordPress pages. Um, and it's, um, and it's, it's, um, it, offers, it offers a bunch of robust creation, creation tools right inside of WordPress. Um, and then you can, you can um, embed them on, on multiple sites, on any, any of the sites that you have. Um, uh, and so what they want to do is encourage people to use this tool. It's going to be really great for, uh, for organic search. Uh, and I think it'll be great for organic search on web pages because multiple types of content on a page is great for, um, for, um, for search engine uh, positioning. Um, and right now it's available in the U.S. and India and Brazil, and then it'll expand to other places in the world. Um, um, and, um, and I think it's something that everybody investigates. I think it'll be great for travel, and I think it'll be great for real estate. I think it'll be great for a lot of visual-based um, businesses. 
um, and experiential based business. And of course, entertainment, things that were people, you know, I think would naturally fit Instagram will also fit great now to have it on your own site. Also an important update from Google. Uh, last, uh, last couple of weeks, a few weeks, I've been talking about the page experience update that was coming out in May, which had a lot to do with something called Core Web Vitals, which was in making sure that the, your, the experience of your website was, um, it was really uh, uh, optimized for users and, and most critically was hot, very fast. Uh, and there was nothing inhibiting the speed of your page, uh, pages loading, and as well as other experiential things on the site, on their pages. But because of COVID and from you know, pressure from, I think, some big companies, Google announced that they won't actually start rolling this out until mid-June 2021. And, it, and instead of just one big, you know, everything is going to come at once, they're going to roll it out over a couple months. And so until the end of August. Um, so it'll help you to continue. It'll give you time to continue to make refinement on your website um, and, um, and, and, you know, and have a little more time to do this. And I think for a lot of smaller people, smaller sites, it's going to be important to take advantage of this time because I think, you know, the, the, yeah, everybody started hearing about it, you know, as a pressure, you know, that May has got to be done there really in the last month or so. So um, now you got a little extra time. You can go to search engine land and uh, look at their news section and they'll give you some, uh, the rollout schedule um, of the different things that are coming out. But now let's talk about um, our SEM rush. My guest today is Tyler Wilson, who is a senior account executive at SEM rush. He works with consultants, marketers, agencies, and developers on how to use SEM Rush tools and data for their projects. Before SEM Rush, Tyler worked for uh, two Philadelphia-based marketing agencies, SEOM Interactive and DMI Partners. Um, hello, Tyler. How are you doing? Hey, Joe. I'm doing well. Good. Uh, thanks for having me. So you come from the Philly area. Uh, you know, I used to live there. I lived there for like three, four years. In fact, I, uh, I, I did a little bit of art school there back in the day. I met my second wife, had a lot of uh, good experiences there. What is your favorite part of that city? Uh, it's tough to say. I mean, uh, I love the stadiums. Uh, I love uh, Rittenhouse Park uh, and Penn Park's pretty great too. Yeah. I used to like uh, the the funky South Street. Is it still sort of funky out there? Oh yeah, but more more so than ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I was an artist at the time, you know. I, I've t dabbled in uh, technology and art my whole life. I, you know, that's where I, I say I'm a content producer. You know, I'm, uh, I have actually content in museums. Um, so, uh, but yeah, you know, South Street had that sort of artist hipster vibe, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you started your career in SEO. So you live and breathe this stuff. So you must have a passion for it. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I just thought it was interesting that if you do certain, you know, certain things uh, you know, for your websites or other people's websites that you can position it um, to, to get search traffic. Uh, I've always had a passion for all things uh, digital, uh, even though I'm not a developer and um when I, when I saw that you can make a career out of it, I was like, why not? Cool. So you actually, I, I was reading, you actually started out writing some content, didn't you? I did. I did. I I had to come up with uh, high quality content, you know, between 500 and 2000 words, depending on the subject. I had to pick my subjects and uh, had to create content every week in order to build backlinks, the, the white hat method. 
Good for you. I mean, that, a lot of people who are account executives have actually never had their hands uh, in the mix, right? So it's good that you actually had to live that uh, sort of uh, churn. <laughs> yeah, it certainly gives me uh, an advantage and also just to have uh, high quality conversations with uh, the folks who are interested yeah. in SEMrush. Yeah, cool. So how, how did you end up at SEMrush? So I was... Um, I was looking at the the job boards and I saw that they were in the Philadelphia area and I was a customer of SEMrush and I was like, oh, that would be interesting. I've always had an interest in sales too or in, and just um, helping people. And so I saw an opening to work with a great brand um, also to like learn SEMrush and, and I applied and it's been quite a ride ever since. Cool. You know, I call it SEMrush, you call it SEMrush. So that's how you're supposed to say it is SEMrush? So in December, we did a rebrand because we finally wanted to put to rest that you know, the difference between SEMrush and SEMrush, people ask all the time. And the the founders were like, SEMrush. SEMrush. That's it. The, the Lord of the land came down and said, that's how you say it. Okay. Well, I will now try to remember that it's SEMrush. <laughs> you heard it here. SEMrush. SEMrush. Okay. So what what is what you know for the audience? What is Semrush's unique selling proposition? Semrush, Semrush, it's unique in that it provides all of the data and tools you would need to do digital marketing. So not just SEO, but SEM, uh, social media, uh, technical SEO, all in one place. Because uh, Google Analytics, Adobe Analytics tells you a lot but it doesn't give you the full picture, not just on yourself, but on what's going on on the proverbial other side of the fence. Um, and SEMrush provides that in a, in a very user-friendly way uh, with accurate data at a very reasonable price. Mm-hmm. Do you think that um, SEMrush is more of a giant database or is it more of a uh, towards the AI spectrum of, uh, of analysis now? Oh, it's both. I mean, people know us for our our data, uh, but now we have uh, deployed AIs to provide tools to actually do something with the data that you find in our subscription. How many, um, how many, how how big is your database now? How many pages or or websites or whatever are you, you know, analyzing or having your, your database? I mean, it grows every day. Uh, our stats page, uh, semrush.com slash stats, uh, you'll see that our keyword database alone, 20 billion terms, of keyword combinations, 128 countries, 36 languages of keyword data, uh, tracking the most searched keywords in all of those countries, uh, the U.S. alone, the top 100 and, or 100 and about 200 million of the most search keywords in the U.S. alone. And what would you say is, uh, are, are you one of the biggest databases? Yeah. Uh, uh, other companies uh, can say what they are. Um, we've done studies uh, uh, to figure that out. And we have one of the largest uh, databases, not just for keywords, but for pages crawled um, mm-hmm. and uh, as well as backlinks. Well, I, I like SEMrush. I have used it for years. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, the thing is I come in and out of different tools, but you know, one I consistently come back to is SEMrush. SEMrush, SEMrush. All right. So when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about SEMrush and content marketing. 
this is Joseph Franklin McElroy back with the podcast Wise uh, Content Creates Wealth with my guest, Tyler Wilson. Um, so, Tyler, um, I want, I was, I'm going to ask you about what SM, Sam Rush does for content marketing, but can you first define what Sam Rush considers is content marketing? Because I think there's variable definitions out there. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we, we define content marketing in, in SEMrush as uh, writing content so that it ranks for a specific uh, keyword on Google. Okay, cool. And then uh, what do you do to help it, help do that? Well, we have a suite of tools. Uh, yes, we have uh, research capabilities, but the content marketing platform, what we call it specifically, is a series of tools. First uh, being topic research, uh, it comes up with um, top funnel-like questions uh, about whatever topic that you want to write about. Um, like if you type in uh, uh, pizza, it would tell you like what's the best dough for pizza, or um, can you can, how do you make a pizza stone? Uh, which is great because you can do it by language, but also by location. You know, if you want to know. Uh, questions asked in a certain geo area, whether it be by state, province, country, or city. Um, so overall, to, it, it almost seems like you're a, a, an expert in your field when, when you're not uh, the, this topic research tool. That's the kind of questions that it can come up with. Um, mm -hmm. Different does it, from- Does it topic, does it uh, integrate with that new uh, question hub from Google in any way? No, not that tool specifically. Um, we talked about that last week, question of which, you know, for those who didn't see it, it's about finding questions that have not been answered that need answers, but th that's separate from this tool for topic uh, research. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and, and so once you find these things to write about, which you would either come up with like an editorial schedule, uh, maybe like a series, could even be like a product description, whatever it is you want to do with these questions, how you want to answer these questions you would then take it into what we call the SEO content template. It sounds pretty fancy. Right. Um, but what it does is it takes the keywords, plural, or the, I like using a keyword rich title tag, uh, like your seed keyword. And it will then analyze the top 10 organic search results for that term. Again, it could be uh based on a location, right? Because search engine results could vary uh, as, far as, as far as location. And it does a really, this is where our AI comes in and that it, it does a really good job of looking at what are the common keywords of those 10 pages mm -hmm. uh, that you'll want to form sentences around to make your content relevant uh, to the targeted phrase. Then it looks at what are the common backlinks among those 10 pages. It doesn't tell you like all the backlinks for each of the pages, just the important ones. We have a, an authority score that weights the quality of those links. So it's suggesting that you go over, go after those uh, websites for backlinks, however you see fit. Uh, and then it tells you the readability based on the flesh Kincaid score. The, the average readability of the current 10 pages, that's your target. And that's out mm -hmm. of a hundred. Usually it's about on a, between a, a 10th and 12th grade level. So around like 45 to 60, uh, the score that we display. And then it tells you the average text length, essentially the minimum text count 
that your content needs to be uh, before it's published online. And then this is one of the coolest parts. It, it shows our analysis and it highlights the use of the targeted term in the pages that were analyzed. And without any style sheets or graphics, it, see, it shows it just like how Google sees it, just plain text. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at the bottom, you have your basic metadata parameters, title, description, H1, um, so on and so forth. Oh, cool. Now, you know, I've seen a number of tools out there that start, are, uh, that are, um, I think, I think they're, are they pulling, are, are you, you got an API, correct? We do. And is that, this kind of information is available through the API? We don't have documentation published, but if you would want to use that, uh, support that uh, template, um, you know, into your CMS, um, to contact us, we can work out a custom solution. Oh, really? Okay, cool. Yeah, I I, I have an idea. I'll talk to you about later <laughs> in the travel space. I'm looking into it. It's good to know that there's this kind of information. Um, so, so somebody could conceivably do. Um, they would use this daily, then, right? Yeah, uh, they would use this uh, whether it's rewriting existing content or, uh, writing new content. I mean, content marketers are writing all the time. This lets you write content in a smart way so that first of all, you don't have to do twice as much work. Uh, and second of all, so that you can get the maximum exposure possible for your content. Now, does it do any, um, does it pull any kind of information in and maybe do outlines or anything like that? Or, um, yeah, or pull it or do some AI writing yet? Or is that, that's, that's not, is that a future thing? Well, I mean, yeah, that certainly has been the trend lately that yeah. not only do you have these templates, but then you have these AIs uh, writing content, you know, mm-hmm. inputting human flaws to make it seem natural, even though that machine is the one doing it. Um, but our, our SEO writing assistant, uh, you have to write it yourself. I get it all the time. You're like, oh, does this write it for me? No. Uh, well, I saw a blog post on your site about GPT-3. So I just didn't know if uh, you guys are getting in bed with OpenAI or going to be doing anything with that. Uh, I mean, so much of SEMrush, uh, so so much of SEMrush is, uh, is powered by AI and that we are certainly you know, uh, experimenting and seeing how that could uh, increase the value of the uh, products that we and we sell to our subscribers. Right. So, um, so to somebody listening, I mean, do they have to be uh, have a lot of expertise to use your your tool set? No, they don't. And and if SEO is new to them, content marketing is new to them. Uh, well, we provide uh, modules uh, to learn that uh, via our academy, semrush.com slash academy. Um, mm-hmm. So long as you're a subscriber, you can have access to this uh, library of content. But actually using it, I mean, it all takes place on our interface so that you don't have to implement that into your, um, uh, where you manage your website. So you just click and, click and shoot. Cool. Um, so, you know, one of the most popular plugins for WordPress and a lot of sites and a lot of other you know, sites is Yoast. How are you different? And it does some suggestions and things like that. How different is this than uh, from Yoast? Well, First of all, you can integrate your SEMrush account through Yoast uh, if you are a paid subscriber. Uh, mm-hmm. So you can bring in some of the 
uh, data that we provide uh, through your plugin. What's different the, uh, to SEMrush uh, and Yoast is uh, not just keyword placement, which is a big part of what Yoast does, uh, as well as readability, but we also have a built-in plagiarism checker in our SEO writing assistant, mm -hmm. uh, which is powered off of our uh, the template that you create. And it also looks at other things like uh, consistency of tone of voice. Like when you're forcing yourself to use uh, terms that you're not familiar with or not uh, comfortable with, it might make your content sound a little choppy. And so our algorithm or algorithms look for that mm -hmm. and present that in the, the tone of voice checker. Cool. Do they present that? Uh, you say it integrates with Yoast. So that, does, it doesn't present that inside of Yoast in WordPress, does it? Not that specific uh, piece of data, but we do have a WordPress. The SEO writing assistant integrates with WordPress as well as uh, Google Docs. Okay, cool. Um, I think that's a, that's a, uh, yeah, we were talking about earlier before we got on the air how WordPress is, I think, an important, uh, still an important uh, CMS for SEO. Um, so, uh, and, and my, and my, my, my preference is always going to be WordPress. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say what yours is, but, uh, my, mine is always been WordPress. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Cause you have so much control and you're able to, you know, almost everything integrates with WordPress, you know, when they, when they do something. So the, all these new tools coming out are always going to have a WordPress plugin. Yeah. So I think it's, uh, uh, a good platform. If you got any kind of a little bit of tech chops at all. Um, so how would a person interested in this know it's for them? Well, if you have a website and mm. if you write content and if you want to be found for your content, then it's for you, no matter your, if you're zero to a hundred, as far as the spectrum of understanding of tech, um, yeah, that's all it takes to, as far as like, is SEMrush right for you? Mm -hmm. So, uh, once they're using it. You know, um, you know, and they're using the writing system. They're using the, the tools. How does it uh, know what the audience, the audience that they're writing for wants to know? Well, that comes down to the person behind the keyboard. We certainly give you the data uh, to ultimately decide what's the intent. What's my end goal? Like, am I trying to spread brand awareness, trying to get folks to convert? what would be the way that I would search for that? Uh, does that make sense for your existing library of content? Or is that something that you could write about uh, based on your expertise? Uh, just a few empath empathetic exercises can really allow you to uh, get value from the, the data and tools uh, in SEMrush. You guys, you, you recommend probably doing what buyer personas and customer journeys as part of your process. Uh, before you, you know, for, for, you know, somebody who really wants to dig into what the audience wants, right? Indeed, that, that is important to know uh, at the very beginning of the stage, like topic research can help you uh, start that yourself, but definitely having that in mind when you go to actually create a template to then launch the writing assistant, um, mm -hmm. knowing the funnels and, and buying personas is, is definitely a must. For as a you know a quick tip that I tell people is is that you know you if you know have some really good clients, you can go to their LinkedIn profile, and a lot of times you can actually get enough information there to get a picture of what 
they might want and need from content and the types of content that they consume. You know, a lot of people list the things that they like, you know, they, they indicate publications that they read, things like that. So, you know, you can find out what their titles are. You can find out what they, how they talk. They can find out, you know, uh, what they consume, you know, what their interests are. You can start building out a profile. And, you know, that's if you're, that's especially in the B2B space. So anyway, when we come back, we'll talk more about uh, what SEM Rush does for content and, and how AI is a, a factor in that. Hello, this is Joseph Franklin McElroy, back with the Wise Content Creates Wealth podcast with my guest, Tyler Wilson from SEMrush. Not, not SEMrush, it's SEMrush. It's official now. <laughs> I know, it's hard to, I, it, it took me, uh, it took me a few weeks to really get that out of my system, like that it's not SEM after saying it for so many years. Well, I had a hard time with Moz when it went from SEO Moz to Moz, you know, so it's like, you know, you get me one way and it takes me a little while to catch up. <laughs> yeah, power of habit. So you have a lot of ideas percolating in SEMrush, right? And giving people ideas. Do you help them do you help them uh, choose which ideas to write or what, what ideas to write about or what to write about? You know, that is, that is one thing that SEMrush uh, doesn't do as far as uh, uh, new content, but we have a new tool that helps you figure out what content uh, to update uh, in, our, in our platform. It's actually one of our most ambitious pieces of AI to date called Impact Hero. Oh, wow. Okay. Cool. And what does that do? So Impact Hero is a, a basically a content analytics platform. Now, this is not meant to replace any of the typical web analytics platforms out there, Google, the Google Analytics and Adobe Analytics alike. Uh, no, this is meant to really enhance the analytics that you know about your website uh, through a tracking pixel. It's a first-party cookie that we use. And so in, in your analytics platform you know when someone uh, converts from a single session, right? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be nice if you knew the, the content that was consumed by that person from the sessions that took place before the conversion? Mm -hmm. Oh, I mean, that's, well, that, that's what a lot of CMRs, CRMs attempt to do. Yeah. Well, that's what, that's what Impact Hero does. It, it uh -huh. uses that first-party cookie to combine those multiple sessions to understand the content consumed uh, through what we came up with aptly named impact score. Right. <laughs> uh, and then um, how does it uh, present that? What is it? How does it, what does it do? How does it present it? So we have uh, an analytics dashboard through semrush.com uh, where you would access this uh, through your subscription uh, to view the data on your website. Um, the, we, bucket these pages into three categories. Uh, think of it like top, middle, and bottom funnel. You know, top funnel being like- but Like their buyer journey. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, and then we list it within those, you have the, the pages, and then we order them by um, impact score. You could also do it by typical analytics metrics like bounce rate, visits, 
uh, so on and so forth. Does he tell anything about uh, the keywords or anything that they might have used to get there? Or? No, but but it, it it can lead you to that. So, for example, like we could indicate uh, a page that has a high impact score that this page affected many conversions, uh -huh. and and also that it has low traffic from search. So we're saying you should really focus on the SEO of this page. Ah. Um, and then you would go into SEMrush to there are content tools to improve it uh, as such. I see. So it's a good way to know. I mean, content pruning and improving is actually more of a uh, process of SEO than most people are aware of. Um, and, and so this is a really, it sounds like a really good tool to help with that process because what you, what content should you improve? You know, it's hard to answer that sometimes, you know? That's the hardest part about SEO is what not to do. And this, <laughs> this gives you a better idea of where you can be best spend your time. So, um, so, you know, if you're writing, if you're writing fresher, you're writing for keywords. So um, should, does SEM Rush give you um, input into how a search volume um uh, affects what you want to write about? Like, doesn't the target phase need to have high search volume or do you recommend writing about stuff that's got low search volume? I, well, that's a good question. That's a, uh, and that's a, a, a question that you or no, let me, let me say that search volume is important, but it's not the most important thing. Mm -hmm. um, again, intent, because for example, a, a, long tail keywords, so a, a search term that has like more than five words uh, in the, the search query uh, typically has a much lower search volume than the uh, short tail uh, phrases and that um, though it may seem like the volume is nothing and that it's not worth your time, uh, the likelihood of someone converting is much greater because it's so specific. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that those are worth going after. I think those two factors and our keyword difficulty are what really, and of course, what what your end goal is, uh, really should decide what terms should you go after for your website and your content. Mm. So, um, you know, understanding content, I think, is uh, uh, very important. You know, that when Google is ranking content, it uses AI now as one of its uh, ranking signals. Like, I think it's called Rank Brain, right? And I think I've read somewhere that it's like the third or fourth most important signal, maybe even the third at this point. Um, and, you know, so, you know, your S SEMrush is AI needs to know what Google's AI is thinking, I think. So how do you know what Google looks for in picking pages for search results? I mean, we're doing experiments all every day. Mm -hmm. We the the advantage that SEMrush has is just the depth of data that we have. I mean, we have a tool called the sensor, SEMrush.com/sensor. Um, think of it like a weather barometer, right? When when there's inclement weather, the pressure drops. Well, sensor uh, it does that in that it can tell you when Google decides is making adjustments into the SERPs because we track billions of keyword search results that we're able to see the shifts and, and the volume of it on a day by day basis um, to really understand what they're doing. 
to report to not only to keep our tools up to date, but also to report back to our subscribers uh, so that they can stay up to date. Interesting. Now, you know, a lot of, um, I know a lot of these big database tools, you know, SEO tools have latency problems. Their, their data might be like a month. I don't know if you call it a problem, but it might be, a, you know, they don't update their data but once a month or something like that. How, how often do you update your data? I mean, we, we update it as frequently as we possibly can, always looking for uh, more data sources, new data sources, checking existing data sources, making sure that they're um, true and, and, and as uh, higher qual- highest quality as they did when we uh, created partnerships with them day one. So it is a constant um, uh, quality check uh, to keep SEMrush uh, as up-to-date as possible. So if uh, some major event happened, like say Prince Philip died and you're selling caskets to Royals, um, you know, would you uh, be able to show it changes in search based upon that, like the next day or the next week or the next month? Well, one of my favorite, one of my favorite things, one of my go-to examples uh, when talking to uh, SEMrush users is uh, COVID keywords mm-hmm. and that, you look at the search volume trend that we have in our system and that it, it really is one-to-one as far as the adoption of COVID as search terms and uh, over, over the last year, um, uh, like you, it started way up here because no one was searching it before March of 2020. And, right, right, and, yeah. and it, it kind of tailed off as we got into the summertime because, you know, everybody knows about it now and, then you had other types of COVID keywords go up like uh, vaccine uh, and testing sites. Um, so it really shows just how up to date, uh, not only just our keyword data, but our search volume data is uh, in our system. Cool. It's, uh, you know, I, I can't emphasize sometimes you need to know quickly what's going to be the, you know, there, there's, you know, there's always low hanging fruit opportunities that can happen in a moment's notice. Right. And, 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 you know, and guessing what people might searching uh, is one way, but, you know, actually having some data to help inform it, it's pretty cool. All right. Um, so, um, so now I've written great content. You've helped me make this incredible content, right? So how do I track its success? And then what would you define as successful content marketing? Well, successful content marketing is, for one, traffic. Uh, and, and also conversions, whether it's uh, uh, signups, uh, people filling or getting to the checkout page. Uh, so having those goal completions set up, not just for the end, but how they got there uh, is a great way to understand success. Uh, of course, you can use our keyword rank tracker position tracking to see that uh, trend line and most recently our share of voice metric uh, increase. Um, and then also just the number of backlinks, the quality of those backlinks through our authority score, as well as the number of social shares uh, as well to understand the viral, how viral the uh, content has become now and over time. Mm-hmm. You know, I love the share of, of voice metric. You know, that, you know, a, lot, well, a lot of people don't realize that a really well done SEO actually can have a branding effect, right? And a PR effect without them ever coming to your site, just showing up, getting the, capturing the answers as you know, an answer, the knowledge graphs, 
being in a lot of places all the time and never actually getting a click through still can be very effective for you because it creates brand awareness. You're capturing share voice. Yeah, it's 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 control. It's the new age of controlling your brand uh, and giving the best possible experience to your customers. Like if you wanted to know the type of battery for the product that you bought uh, and, and that if that's just a knowledge panel drop down, you got what you needed. Great, because that those little things is what keeps people loyal uh, and coming back to a brand. Okay, cool. All right, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about what you think of the future for SEM Rush and AI in general in the content space. Hello, this is Joseph Franklin McElroy, back with the Wise Content Creates Wealth podcast and my guest, Tyler Wilson from SEMrush. Uh, Tyler, I have to ask you, you know, I was, uh, there was, a, there was, a, there was a, a tool that you guys announced last year that I meant to test and I never got to test it out. It was called Traffic Jet, and it was an AI-powered platform that actually created ad copy. What happened? It's gone. You know, that's that's SEMrush for you because we're we're always trying something new, something different, and you know sometimes it just doesn't work out. Um, we uh, weren't getting the results that we wanted uh, from that tool, and unfortunately, we did have to discontinue it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Is it, is it uh, going to be rebuilt, uh, or is it going to come out again? What do you know? Do you know anything? There's always a chance. I mean, that happened with um, there was a tool called Opti that got discontinued a second time uh, <laughs> it was a, a, a essentially we took like phone book data and combined it with SEMrush data to get an understanding of opportunities for uh, companies to manage and sell AdWords to um, it started as a geo.semrush.com like seven years ago mm-hmm. um, so there's always a chance uh, it just depends on uh, the demand by folks uh, People who write into us say, "Hey, we missed this tool. Bring it back." Uh, this, this what could potentially happen, or just parlay into something. Well, I know there's a lot of. I know people have approached me in the last couple of years about uh, ad creation, and none of it, you know, and then optimizing it, and, and it hasn't really been all that particularly effective yet. So, you know, I think the, I think you're all experimenting with something. Right? AI's got a, a quite a ways to go. I mean, it seems like it's taking over the world, but it's. It's uh, the machines are only as smart as the inputs at the end of the day. Well, what do you see as the upcoming AI improvements to content marketing? Well, certainly um, more intelligence from the uh, content analytics tool impact here that I mentioned earlier. Um, but I also think it's information on other search engines. I mean, Google, let's face it, Google has been dominating the space since the 1990s when they came on the scene. There's one search engine that is becoming more and more impactful in people's lives. It's Amazon's search right, engine. Yeah, Amazon, and then of course you know YouTube is actually a good search engine as well. Right? Yeah. So, uh, do you do anything with YouTube? We yeah. we just are about to release a tool specific to to YouTube. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, and we also are, already have a toolkit for uh, Sellerly or so for Amazon called Sellerly, S-E-L-L-E-R-Y.com. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, to, to analyze the, the, is it for SEO or for SEM on Amazon? Well, right now the four tools are for um, uh, basically the on-page elements of your product pages to uh-huh. uh, uh, optimize them uh, for their search engine. Okay, cool. I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know you guys had that tool. I have to look into that. We've been doing, you know, lately we've been doing a little bit of Amazon SEO, right? So mostly about writing the content because you know that's and the SEO optimized content. Well, um, but I know there's other things you can do as well to make it really work. Um, do you think AI will make uh, SEO people obsolete professionals? I think that there will always be SEO folks. I think that the AI will certainly make it more specialized and, and something that uh, can't be done overnight. Uh, and I also think that AI will uh, increase the value of existing websites, kind of like uh, having a house in a town before it becomes popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that it, it will be much tougher for, uh, new websites to uh, pierce the proverbial glass ceiling of, of uh, highly searched keywords. Oh, that's an interesting, yeah, it, it, it's, it's been progressively harder to, you know, to go after the real high volume keywords, unless you have some, you know, one, you put years in or two, you have uh, some sort of viral uh, heroic effort that occurs, right? Otherwise, it'll take you years to get the really big, huge traffic keywords in certain spaces. Uh, heaven forbid you be a personal injury lawyer. <laughs> go after, uh, go after uh, what is that one you see all the time on TV, the uh, mesothelioma? <laughs> yeah. You know, or, at one point, at one point the, the clicks for the, the, the paid search for those, those uh, keyword terms were like $1,000 a click. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. We actually have a tool called CPC Map uh, in our advertising toolkit that tells you based on industry and state, the highest CPC keywords. And so, yeah, that insurance, I don't want to be in. Yeah. So is SEM rush, exp- rush expensive? Uh, no, we have, we have three subscription ter- uh, uh, tiers. Uh, uh, our middle tier is to get access to the content marketing toolkit, uh, but plenty of add-ons too, based on what you need to accomplish. Sellerly, for example, is 50 bucks a month uh, for those f- uh, for one user. Uh, for those four, four tools that we offer. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, if you're an individual, it's very affordable and even getting uh, access for your team. So, so they, they, so you have all these tools, but you're not using them. So you, they can just focus on a, a certain set or are they wasting money? I like to think of SEMrush like a thousand piece craftsman set. Right. Mm-hmm. You buy a thousand tools, you're not going to use the 40 millimeter wrench, but you're definitely going to need the 10 and the 12, you know, that you'll be using that most of all. So um, though it may seem like you're not utilizing the whole thing, you're not going to need the whole thing. But when you do, you're going to be glad that you have it. Cool. So um, you got any new initiatives from SEMrush that you can tell us about coming out? Yeah, uh, that is a good question. So, I mean, well, you, I don't know if you saw, but we have the new core vitals update in our site audit tool uh, to be compliant with that, even though you said earlier that it, it is being pushed out. But not um, much, just a month or two. Yeah, yeah, it gives you just enough time to um, get it done. To, yeah, get it done. Um, trying to think what's new. Uh, 
you know, there's always something new. I mean, just the depth of backlink data has uh, been increasing ever so much. We do have this new thing called um, App Center coming out. Um, we'll be able to integrate um, the partners of ours. One of them is the YouTube Rank Tracker. Um, uh, that is powered by uh, by Tubix. Uh, uh, so uh, you'll be able to go into that uh, smrush.com. Some, there I go, smrush.com. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I, I, I knew it was going to happen. Uh, smrush.com slash apps, plural, A-P-P-S. Cool. Well, I want to thank you for coming into the show today. It's been a very interesting discussion. Um, is there anything that you want to um, uh, mention where people can go find out more, reach out to you? Yeah. First of all, I really appreciate having me today. Um, do feel free to uh, contact me if you're ever interested in a demonstration of SEMrush. My email, tyler.wilson at semrush.com. You can also visit our knowledge-based live chat with our support team here in Pennsylvania from uh, 8 to 8, Monday through Friday, um, East Coast time, semrush.com slash KB to our knowledge base. It's actually better if you spell it out when you're on uh, telling people to go to the website. (laughs) Yeah, that is true. That is true. All right. So thank you very much. What This podcast is hosted on the talkradio.myc network. Uh, I, I would like for you to uh, take, a, take an opportunity to look at other podcasts on this, .talkradio.nyc. I think following this podcast is Jeremiah Fox, host of the Entrepreneurial Web, which is a, uh, a, a show dedicated to helping small businesses improve their business processes, I believe. Uh, and I found it interesting when I listened to it. I have another podcast on this network called Gateway to the Smokies. I have a, a, a mountain resort in the Smoky Mountains, and I promote the whole area as a destination. Um, and uh, I think it would be interesting. Anybody who wants to look for an escape. Um, as mentioned before, my company is Galileo Tech Media. We help those in charge of marketing campaigns who need to know which tactics will best persuade prospects to buy or take another course of action. We specialize in travel, real estate, multi-location, and franchise businesses. Um, Hard data as a part of wise content plan helps illuminate and substantiate key decisions revolving around content. And we help companies make better organic connections with their customers. Um, we, again, I mentioned we have a website, galileotechmedia.com. Go there, sign up for our newsletter to find out more about our webinars and our newsletter. Um, I have a Facebook page for this um, for this podcast is called wise content, uh, facebook.com slash wise content creates wealth. And we also have a website that lists out the episodes wise content creates wealth.com. Next week, I will have on this show, same time Friday from uh, one to two handy Metellus from brainwork.com, which should be another interesting, uh, uh tool to talk about AI and content. Again, I thank you very much for listening to us today. I thank Tyler again for being our guest, and I look forward to seeing you next week.